Hey everyone, welcome back to another episode of Almost Better Than Silence. I'm your host, Doug Coleman, and I'm here today with the other co-host, Brennan McCullough, and the quarantine continues. How are you faring, Brendan? I'm doing fine. It's I feel guilty about it, though. That might yeah. be my Catholic upbringing of just inherent guilt for everything and existing. But uh, I feel like we should be guilty because, I don't know, we're I, very, I don't know. Well, I mean, we're very fortunate, so, like, I, I don't feel bad about that, because that's just fortunate circumstances. Like, I'm not, you know, if there's anyone at my company that probably should have been laid off, it's probably me. I don't do a lot, so I get that. <laughs> I'm just very fortunate, so I appreciate that. Same. Um, but talking about, like, talking to my parents, or, like, I was talking to my grandparents uh, earlier today, and it's just like, oh, how you holding up, Grandma? And she's like, oh, I'm going crazy. I can't stand this. I was like, oh. She's like, how are you doing? I was like, I'm, I'm fine. I'm doing yeah. great. This is what I always do. So, like, this is the norm for me. And I, like, I kind of feel guilty about that just because I'm used to being inside. I'm I'm used to entertaining myself and being alone. And, you know, my grandmom's probably the most social person in our family. <laughs> yeah, that's the thing. I feel like all of us millennials or whatever generation you're a part of are going against our parents' wishes. Like, th- growing up, they are always like, you can't play too many video games. Yeah, it's like, yeah, I've done outside. nothing but play video games. <laughs> I love quarantine. No, uh, it's a very uh, fortunate perspective to be in our position. Yeah, I mean, we're we're lucky we have the technology we do. You know, we grew up with it and stuff and, you know, can still access it and stuff. Because, like, I keep telling my parents, I was like, hey, hook up my old PS3. Play some games. They're like, nah. I was like, what else are you doing? Like, why not? And they're just like, nah. And they're so reluctant. Um, but I was actually watching um, this last week. I was watching, like, animation uh, webinars that uh, Netflix held. Uh, because you know everyone's locked in they're trying to get stuff done totally um and yeah one of the and one of the show creators is uh he's actually the creator of uh, el tigre and uh i think he's doing three mayas on netflix now he's talking about he's like i fucking love quarantine this is great i'm so productive and i still get to hang out with my family and like i get to hang out with my like young child and stuff and he's like i'm loving it this is great it's uh you know difficult situation creates creativity and all that stuff he's like i love it and then immediate next uh, person on the panel was like you know, quarantine fucking sucks. It's like, yeah, <laughs> really you know, both ends of the spectrum there. For um, sure. So that's the thing. Who knows who's listening and what they're going through. I hope everyone out there is staying safe and managing well during this. Cause it is a fucking crazy time right now. Yeah. It's, it's bonkers. And yeah. Remember if you got the face mask, clean it after you use it, boil it, then then dry it out. I don't even have one. I'm using a goddamn bandana. I don't go out much, though. What? Yeah, <laughs> like I you said, it. nothing's changed. <laughs> <laughs> that, that's the thing. Like they're like, oh man, you, you know, you're probably not going out that much, you know, especially in the city and stuff. I was like, yeah, my super busy schedule of D and D every two and a half months, maybe, is really <laughs> impacted by this lockdown. Like I don't go out a ton. I you know, I get food. That was about the most I went out anyway. So. I'm not a club goer or anything or concert. I mean, fucking go figure. The one time I actually planned on going to see uh, something, you know, it was canceled. But I yeah, got my refund at least. So, well, also, that's good. With that, if you did go to a, or plan on going to a concert or a show or venue or something, uh, keep an eye out on the receipts or uh, refunds because Ticketmaster's being a dickhole. Surprise, surprise! Oh, and uh, denying people refunds for stuff they already paid for and was canceled. So. I feel like that's happened to me even well before this whole quarantine business. They just, like, don't want to give you your money back ever. <laughs> yeah, no, Ticketmaster's a goddamn nightmare. Like, they are possibly the embodiment of Satan himself, and that's what happens when you allow Monopoly. 
you can't do anything, and everyone has to use Ticketmaster. So, whatever. yeah. Speaking of nightmares and getting refunds, uh, real quick before we start the episode, I did get a new guitar recently, Ooh. and oh, there's yeah. a little story there. I when it got sent to me the first time, it's this is like a kind of a rarer guitar and hard to come by these days because it's by the guitar company Parker Guitars, my favorite guitar company ever, but they're no longer in business, which is a total shame Mm. regardless. uh, So you can't get these new, uh, but it was a Parker P36. It's kind of like a Telecaster if you're familiar with uh, guitar styles uh, and Fender. Uh, But regardless, I got this thing sent to me and I was so excited to to get it. And as I'm unpackaging it the first time around, it's it was busted like the neck was like so cracked that the truss rod was exposed and i'm like this is useless and i was really fortunate that the guy on ebay i'm pretty sure it was ebay uh was able to refund my money and i was able to ship it back to him and i was just kind of out 40 dollars shipping it to him and he was just out like a guitar i'm like man you got it the worst but it was also Kind of his fault for not writing fragile on the box anywhere, but also he did try his best to package it right, but man, it just came destroyed. But then after shipping that back, I found another one, which this one had upgraded pickups and locking tuners, and I'm like, oh, hell yeah. So and all around, I feel like things happen for a reason, because I got the better version of it, and it came safe, and I'm playing it, and I'm loving it, so that was really cool. And that's keeping me busy during quarantine. But yeah, this is a guitar podcast, if you were unfamiliar. (laughs) Uh, So yeah, Bren, I'm really hoping you're up to date with your guitar Uh, knowledge. (laughs) The last one I played was in rock bands in like, (laughs) 08. (laughs) Fair enough. It's been a hot minute. (laughs) This is a video game podcast, and that's the thing. I We have been uh, talking about games during the quarantine or well during the whole life of this podcast but during the quarantine <laughs> we've been specifically talking about animal crossing i'm just yeah. curious have you strayed from the path in that regard because i currently have not i'm still just full animal crossing yeah i hit like the end game i got kk slider uh to visit my town i you know unlock terraforming and it sucks we talked about this last time yeah um, i want to get there and i but i'm also not looking forward to it knowing that it's not very precise I mean, it's it's a good thing that it's like an endgame reward because you can change everything. And also, you've clearly proven that you can play the game without it. You don't need it. Yeah. Um, but I mostly have just used it to just polish up some stuff. So, like, uh, on one of my cliffs, on, like, the third level of a cliff, it just has a weird right angle in the middle of it. And it looks very, like, artificial and weird and out of place. So I just use the terraforming to just smooth that off to make it a, you know an angle instead of, a, like, a right angle. Yeah. Um, and like, same with like rivers and like pot, uh, like lakes and stuff. I've just been reshaping them to make it look better. Um, and that's mostly it. I really haven't done much with terraforming because it, it just isn't great. So it's nice for polishing up stuff like that. But I, I know plenty of people who like, uh, I think I read some, uh, someone's story who like leveled the entire island and like got rid of everything on the island and made it all flat so they could build it up from scratch. And they're just Damn. like, oh God. What have I done? Like, it took hours to just level out the island, and now it's going to take, like, four times as long to build it. Yeah, that doesn't sound went. fun. So, yeah, <laughs> they're just like, oh, no, I I already did it. Like, it's too far gone. I can't go back now. There's no undo button. So it's like, oh, fuck. So it's it's one of those things where it's like, you know, too much power. Careful what you wish for, monkey paw situation. <laughs> totally. Um, but, yeah, I got most of my stuff. I got, like, 
you know, some Islanders I like. And, you know, I think I'm done. I think I kind of hit the point where I'm like, all right, I got real no ambition to do anything else. Um, the amount of, like, fossil, you know, fish and bugs are seasonal. So, like, you can only get so many for, like, three months. Mm-hmm. And then some of them are, like, super rare even during that. Um, so, it's just like, yeah, I could grind for 20 hours to catch one fish. But why? I don't want to do that. So, uh, and then, yeah, like, I got most of the fossils and stuff. So, like, all of the goals and all the, like, things to achieve, I've pretty much done majority of them. Are you much of a customizer when it comes to, like, your house and, like, collecting uh, items that, like, matter to your personality? Like, per- for instance, like, I have a guitar and, like, a microphone and, like, a record player and a whole record collection. No, I mostly just, like, my main, my first room of my house, it was just pretty much whatever items I got. I just threw it in there. Yeah. Because it was such, such a scattered as shit. Um, second room was, a, like, it's, like, a bamboo Japanese theme because there's just – it's a Japanese game. So there's, like, a ton of Japanese items in there and, like, wallpapers. Um, and I just loaded that with uh, snapping turtles. Like, every time I've gotten a snapping turtle, I just threw it in that room. So now there's just, like, ten turtles in that room and it's just all That's bamboo. awesome. <laughs> it's – people have come to my island and they're like, oh, wow, this is pretty – what the fuck is this room? And I was like, don't <laughs> bother the turtles. That's the turtle room. Don't bug them. Um, and then, yeah, I have one room that's just all my clothes because you get so many clothes in that game versus furniture that I just hung them up on the wall and just threw an oarfish in there and just covered the floor in money. Because why? Oh, not? yeah. You, told, you <laughs> talked about your money room, too. My money room, yeah. <laughs> uh, the other room's a kitchen because you just get a lot of kitchen furniture. I was like, eh, why not? My upstairs kind of is a bathroom slash medley of just random bullshit. Uh, and then my basement is just like a weird, creepy doll sitting on top of a golden casket. Oh shit, you get a basement? Oh, I'm so excited. Yeah. That's the thing. I feel like I'm about to pay off my third room, perhaps. And, uh, yeah, I think I have 50,000 left on that. So that'll be in no time. But I, I currently have like, yeah, my main like hangout area, which has like the record player and the guitars and like the records. Oh wait, that's the cool thing. I just replaced, I had a toilet in there. I'm like, I can't do that. It's like weird. <laughs> Why would I be shitting in the same room that I'd be playing my guitar? Uh, so instead I replaced that with these two arcade machines. The past two days at Nook's Cranny, there was like a Mahjong arcade machine. And then the next oh. day there was like this like, uh, kind of like space invaders looking like attack uh uh arcade machine and they were both like 64,000 and I was like oh you're killing me here and I'm like so I just would <laughs> grind you son of a bitch <laughs> I would grind most of the day just so I could get those and yeah now I have both of them next to each other so I have a little arcade going in that room too so that's pretty lit and the the other rooms are just all basic like there's a bed and stuff oh nice uh yeah it's it's that's also another thing I'm a fan of RNG to some degree, but then with so much of Animal Crossing RNG, it's just kind of like, well, this isn't what I wanted. This is <laughs> yeah. bad, but like, I have to now wait another week to try and get something else. Yeah, they keep showing me this goddamn flamingo all the time. It's like, <laughs> I don't care. I'm never going to buy it. Stop showing it to me. Maybe if I buy it, they'll stop showing it to me. But I think actually my wife Which bought it true. one week and it's still there. So I'm like, all yeah. right, what's up with this random shit? It's They just want me to have an army of flamingos. Yeah, it's I've gotten a lot of the same stuff over and over again, and then yeah, every now and then you get like something super cool or rare, like the arcade machines. Yeah, but it's like that's you know once in a blue moon. Um, yeah, I I I dabbled in like the turnip and all the stock markets shit, and that's totally. a good way to pay off your uh, house loans. Like that's how I was able to get all the uh, upgrades to my houses so quickly. Mm-hmm. Um, but like once you get those, 
you don't really have any big budget items to pay off. So like I got like 1.5 million bells and because I, I got nothing to do with them now because I paid off all the loans. Yo, hook so, me up, Brad. <laughs> just come over to my own and I'll just throw money at you like a stripper. Um, there you go. But like that's the thing. Like once you do that, you don't do the stock. I don't do the stock market anymore. So I'm like, all right, that was a lot of fun because it was like, oh, who's got what? Who's got this? Like a buddy of mine from college came over to my island today and just sold his turnips for I think 85, which is uh, at a net loss for him. But it's better than if they all went rotten and he got nothing. So he's yeah. just desperate. And that's one thing I feel like we've failed to mention in the past about the turnips that I do want to mention now. Yeah, I think by design. It's kind of insane that they give you the option to eat 10 of them. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's like, more insane that you can eat 10 of them in one go and not do that for any other food. That Exactly. That's where I was going with it. So you took the words right out of my mouth. Like, why? There's so many instances where it's like, okay, I have 10 peaches. I just want to eat all 10 of them and be super powered and be able to go move 10 trees or whatever the fuck I want to do. Nope. But you can with turnips, the yeah. things that cost money. That are valuable. Oh, man. Very valuable. So yeah, that's kind of ironic, but also clearly intentional. And I'm sure a lot of people accidentally are eating turnips out there. <laughs> no. I think I saw Lauren Lapquist tweet. She was like, I ate like six of them or like in batches of 10. I'm like, oh my God, that's <laughs> Oh no, the precious money. Um, <laughs> yeah, you can, you can eat them, but it's just the same as anything else. So I don't know why you would. Um, but turnips, since they are the only thing that goes rotten- you have to leave at least one turnip out to get ants. So after they get spoiled and you leave it out for like a week, um, they'll randomly appear or just ants crawling on it, and that's how you capture ants and give them to your muse- uh, museum. Oh, wow. So that is like a bug that you, in order to capture this bug, you do have to drop like a hundred, you know, bells or whatever, just to get at least one turnip you can throw away, basically. Yeah, um, good tip. Yeah, there's a lot of weird stuff like the mole cricket I got randomly because I was just digging up shit and he was and the mole cricket's underground, and uh, so what? there was stuff like that or uh, ticks or fleas. You get a villager with fleas and that you capture them off of them and then you donate it to the museum and stuff. So there are specialized ones like bugs or fish and stuff like that. Yeah, that's the thing. I just speaking of specialized bugs, I encountered a scorpion for the first time on oh, my shit. island. And I was like, what the goddamn fuck? And I wanted to catch it so bad. And the thing is, it it seemed to have like the same kind of... uh, Like a tarantula? Yeah, exactly. It it responded like a tarantula. So like I'm approaching it, it would like go on its hind legs or however you want to put it. Uh, And I like go to strike. I could have sworn it was perfectly lined up, but it wasn't. And I missed him and he came and bit me. And I was like, are you fucking kidding me? So that's one I don't expect to encounter anytime soon <laughs> i've never seen one so i don't even know i don't know if it's just pure rng or if there's a requirement for it or whatnot but yeah uh, it, it was crazy i've also seen people th- screw themselves over a lot with turnips by time traveling because it seems everyone seems to be getting so much stuff done and it's you know like all social media it's all fake and manufactured and people are just <laughs> showing the best of stuff yeah but people are like oh wow look at all this art i have in my museum already even though red the fox has only been out for you know a week or so uh and it's because they're time traveling so much that they'll time yeah, travel that sucks to, like to different i don't stuff. i think i may have time traveled one day just so i could go to a store because i missed my window of opportunity i was like fuck i wanted to get to nook's cranny damn it yeah. <laughs> i mean people are t- like time traveling and it forgetting about their turnips so when they come back all of their turnips are rotten because they time traveled further than a week oh wow uh, yeah so you lose a lot of money that way 
Um, and I, I think it's fine to do it because it's like cheating in a single player game. It's kind of like, well, you're the only one playing, yeah, so cares? like, that's fine. And it's just people are showing off this stuff. Yeah. But it, but because it's so social media heavy, it is like skewing the scale of like how people are perceiving their like islands of like, oh, my island's shitty. It's like, no, you're not time traveling, so you're going at the pace of the game, and it's only been a month. But everyone else is time traveling. They've been in the game for effectively five years as they're jumping around. <laughs> so like, yeah, of course theirs looks better because they have five years worth of time invested in it, essentially. So uh, there is a bias with that. So like, keep that in mind when you're playing and seeing everyone online and being like, oh man, my island sucks. It's like, well, they're playing a lot more. And, yeah, they're you know, using so, the hyperbolic time chamber. Exactly. Yeah, they're they're going super sand. Um, but yeah, I think I'm I think I'm probably hitting the end point with it where it's just like, eh, I don't really care anymore. Like the, I have no more goals and uh I I don't care enough about like, oh I gotta get this one villager on my island, so I gotta you know kick someone out and then island hop until I find the right villager. You know, some people get like obsessed with some of the stuff, so Yeah, okay. I'm in a position now, Brandon, I never yeah. expected to be. I have someone move in that I don't like at all. His name's Rizzo. I might have mentioned this. He's like a little mouse boy and he's the mouse are weird looking in this game. He's yeah, and he the things he says and his house, if you go inside his house, I'm just like, dude, what is wrong with you? I don't want you here. <laughs> You're a and he is very strange compared to like someone like Rodney. Uh, you go into his house, it's like really cool. And yeah, look at fucking Rizzo. He's weird. He's as got shit. the and Japanese like burglar like mask or like bandana wrapped over his head. I was wondering what the, I just thought he just looked funny. Regardless, <laughs> he talks funny. He's he's strange. And I'm telling Isabel every day, I don't like the way he talks. I don't like the way he looks. <laughs> and nothing his happens. Mother- I tell her, please go talk to him. And nothing changes. And I, and I feel like I hit him one day with my freaking net because I'm like, that's what I hear people are are doing to like get rid of people. And he got all mad and he was like, and then I even felt bad. I'm like, this stupid game is making me feel bad about like <laughs> bullying a goddamn little mouse dude. Little mouse. But I don't want him on my island. And he's very persistent. And he's like, I'm a huge KK Slider fan. I'm like, fuck. <laughs> <laughs> cool. Go bug him. Yeah, Please exactly. Be a roadie. Don't stay on my island. So that's the thing. I'm in a position where I want to get rid of someone and there's no like definitive just like kick him off. Like, uh, I don't know. And then instead I have Rhonda, a rhinoceros lady who I really enjoy and she sings a lot. So she's cute. She's like, I'm thinking about moving. And I told her don't because it's great having you. And she's like, okay, I'll stay. So that's cool when that happens. But it's like, can Rizzo come up to me and be like, I'm thinking about moving. I'll be like, see you later, dude. Do you have uh, 10 villagers on your island? Are you maxed out? Not yet. I think I'm getting close okay. now. That's apparently that's the easiest way to kick someone off because uh, when someone wants to join, they're like, oh, I can't join because you already have 10 villagers. Uh, I can ask around and see if anyone wants to move out and then I'll take their spot. And like, okay. that's the easiest way to just rotate out. But I at least that way, uh, you're up to chance of uh, RNG of whatever villager wants to leave, not your most hated one. Yeah. So there's not a guarantee that Rizzo will be the one to volunteer to leave. I see. But I've also seen people like who want someone to leave, they'll hit them and stuff and like annoy, uh, ignore them or annoy them or hit them with the uh, bug net. And then they'll time travel like a month. And then that's going to be like, hey, you ignore me for a month. I'm going to leave this island. It's like, see ya. Pack okay. So that also so there might be are an other workarounds. There, there's no clear like survivor kick them off the island. Which I wish there was. Just give me that like. That final option. say like isabel's like you're done you're done <laughs> isabel just sneaks into their house and just like chloroforms them and drags them <laughs> off in the middle of the night um actually i guess that would be zipper wouldn't it <laughs> yeah 
So, yeah, there's no option with that. So, like, and same with, like, eating fruit in bulk, and but eating turnips in bulk you can't, but other fruit you can't. There is definitely, like, weird hang-ups in the mechanics of, like, Animal Crossing where, I guess, they didn't think people would need this or they did they uh, intentionally didn't want to put this in the game. Like, I could see them not wanting to put a kick-off-the-island button in the game because that would, you know, break the spirit of building a community and getting along with people you didn't think you would and stuff. Um, but yeah, there are some villagers like, yikes, this guy sucks, <laughs> and you just want them all gone. Definitely. So Rizzo's still hanging around, uh, gonna try to keep getting rid of him. But one last Animal Crossing thing before we move on to maybe some show topics is, uh, just the other day, it was May 1st, so when I logged in, it was, uh, May, May Day, Day in the game, and there was like this, well, I guess there's actually a window of opportunity where you're given this special airplane ticket where you can go to an island and do a puzzle did you get a chance to do that yeah i actually did it this morning you have a, a week so you have like may 1st to may 7th to do it cool yeah i actually did it on may 1st just to get it out of the way and it was a fun challenging little, little puzzle you have to yeah it's a maze you have to do things in a certain order of operations to solve it and then you meet um oh i'm blanking on his name Rover, that's the thing. At first, from behind, I'm like, it's Raymond! I can't wait to meet this guy. <laughs> but no, it's uh, Rover, and he was cool. That's the thing. The item he gifts you for solving this puzzle, I mean, after you're done with this maze, you can go around collecting a handful of these bell vouchers, which I think all totals up to like $27,000 once you sell them. So yeah. that, or 27,000 bells. Uh, that was cool. But the item he gives you, and you like get it the next day, is Rover's briefcase. And I was like thinking, to a lot of people, that might be, like, disappointing. Like, oh, it's just a briefcase with a bunch of stickers on it. Like, who the hell cares? But to me, personally, I I love it. It's, like, perfect for my house and that room I have with the guitars and the records because I have my record label and one of the items I have is a briefcase and it's, like, completely filled with stickers. And I usually take it to shows with me, which sucks during the quarantine. We haven't had any <laughs> shows. But uh, I would... I have, like, inside that briefcase, like, this uh, ability to store 60 cassette tapes, and I usually drag that around and uh, sell them at merch tables if people let me. <laughs> yeah. I think I think Rover is, like, an iconic Animal Crossing villager. I don't know. I, I don't play these games a lot, so I don't know the Same. nuances. But I think he's, like, a very symbolic one, so I think his suitcase... I think he he's Rover because he roves around the world. Nice. So I think he's a traveler. So I think that's kind of the thing of like, oh, his suitcase is a, you know, popular thing or like a known thing. So that's cool. Yeah, I thought it was really neat. So I'm really glad I went to the trouble of actually doing the Mayday puzzle. So if you're looking forward to doing that, that's what you're going to get. And you're like, ah, it's just a fucking briefcase, whatever. (laughs) Yeah, it's it's not the biggest reward. If you miss it, it's no, you know, no big ordeal. For sure. Uh, Wait, did you say you had Rodney? Yeah, I do. He's pretty cool. It's funny that you hate Rizzo, but almost ubiquitous that everyone hates Rodney on the internet. <laughs> well, I mean, I d- he's not the best, but like if you go into his house, he's got some cool style. It looks like a diner in there. He's got like a dartboard. I'm like, you know how to have fun. I'm sure he'll be fine. He's just a weird, goofy, you know, looking ho- hamster. So yeah, he is very goofy him. looking, but I'm not trying to be judgy, but fuck you, Rizzo. Get off my <laughs> island. All right, we can move on to the next topic. That's the thing. That's well, all I've really been playing is Animal Crossing. Because I've been dipping in Animal Crossing and I haven't been playing as much, I started picking up other games. Um, so I finally, uh, they had XCOM 2 came out with a DLC add-on or maybe it's oh, yeah. a standalone game. Uh, but it's called XCOM Chimera Squad. Damn. And um, 
And Remember then, when we killed that chimera? Oh, Jesus. <laughs> Don't bring that up. Um, but because they had that out, uh, it was like, I think it's like 25 or something uh, by itself. But with the launch, it was like 15. So it was like 10 bucks off. And then all the other XCOM stuff was on sale. And they have like a $40 expansion pack called The War of the Chosen. So like, and it's like a big expansion pack. It's not just like DLC like costumes and stuff. It's a big, you know, addition to the story. Mm-hmm. And that that was like, 60% off or something. So I was just Damn. like, yeah, fuck it. Let me get back. Like, I played Fire Emblem Hero, uh, th- Three Houses. So, like, I'm back in the tactics, like, turn-based style of co- uh, gameplay again. Let me let me just get back into XCOM. Let me just do this once and for all. Because I ran away from it earlier. And, uh, yeah, I just bought all the DLC and the Chimera Squad. And I just started up XCOM again. I think I'm maybe, like, 20 hours into this new campaign. And, uh, yeah, it's still fucking brutal as shit. Like, it always is. Um, It's got a real hard learning curve early on in the game because you have garbage zero equipment, but all the aliens have good gear and, like, upgraded gear from the first game. Damn. So, uh, basic premise of XCOM is, in the first XCOM, aliens are invading Earth and you're fighting them off. And you're, you know, using all the world's resources together uh, to build a squad of all these different uh, soldiers to fight them off. Uh, Spoiler alert. You lose. Oh, you, shit. You fight off the first wave of invasion. There's a lot more. So, XCOM 2 takes place 20 years after that, when the aliens invaded Earth and have just, like, homogenized the entire planet and, like, changed everything. And now you're, like, a small guerrilla ops unit rebelling against them and, like, rebuilding all of your stuff and fighting back against an already in power uh, government or organization. So, it's brutal so to emphasize that to really show that you're the underdog they give you like shitty gear in the beginning and like untrained soldiers and like it really takes a good first few missions before you get the first like weapon and armor upgrades before you can even feel like on the same playing field as as the enemies and it's just i'm i'm doing easy mode i'm safe scumming like hell like i don't care about the integrity of this game it's so unfair and so unbalanced against you and people play on like iron man legendary difficulty and like make it harder on themselves and like this is the game for like masochist who just love being hurt and uh because the (laughs) the worst part is it's not like mass effect where you get attached to a character and they die and you like lose your friend the worst part is you invest so much in a soldier and they have all the best gear and then they die and you can't recover their body or the gear so, like, it's a financial investment I'm losing, not an emotional one. So, like, <laughs> it's just pure number base. I'm like, I don't care about this random German guy. He sucks. I don't even know his name. But I gave him one of the good rocket launchers. And if he gets captured, <laughs> I'm going to be so pissed. So, like, it's stuff like that. Damn. And, like, there's times where, like, so many of the missions are time-based, where it's, you have to get something done in a certain amount of turns. And, like... There's so many different factors where, like, oh, your one guy got hit. Oh, now he's panicking and, like, you don't have control over him and he's doing his own shit. Oh, he ran it further into the battlefield, which uh, unveiled the fog of war, which showed more enemies who are now in the initiative and fighting against you as well. And now you're going against three squads against your one. Like, it just dogpiles on you and dominoes into such a shit show all the time. I don't know how you can play this without safe scumming. And what exactly is that? That's when you, like, save, like, as often as you can. To, yeah. And if something bad happens, you revert to that save. Yeah, so there's even quick saves in it and a quick load. So you can just hit, like, F5 and quick save. And you're like, all right, 
this guy's going to hack into this, you know, security mainframe of the enemy. And even the best hackers, like you have a specialized class for hacking and then get a big upgrade uh, and a bunch of gear to help their hacking. Even the best hackers, it's still a random shit show of RNG of just rolling the dice to see if you get it. So it's and, really realistic. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, yeah, it's, it's real <laughs> realistic. But like, even the best hackers, not great. Because, like, you can have all the best stat upgrades for them, and, like, they might get 10% out of 100 in the hacking. And it's like, why? It's like, that's just how the dice rolled, man. It's all RNG. And so you just save, do it, doesn't work, reload, save, do, or, you know, do it again, and just do it until it works, because this game's brutal as shit. Yeah. And I would... I would respect the difficulty if it's like Dark Souls and they balance it out, but because it's so much RNG, which once again I love a good amount of, but this is taking it to an extreme. Um, is there's factors they don't tell you about? So if you shoot at an enemy and hit them, your next shot is going to have a ten percent chance of not hitting, ten percent more chance of not hitting them. What? And if you miss a shot, then your next shot has a ten percent more chance of hitting them. But that huh. doesn't appear anywhere in the game. That's in the code. That's in the data. They don't tell you about, but it doesn't like show you like, hey, here's a penalty and here's an advantage. But also, I don't really know if I like that uh, setup. I don't know. I mean, it, it's, I, it's supposed to be helpful, but it's also just like, let it happen <laughs> naturally. Yeah, exactly. So like, if you, that's why there's so many memes of XCOM where a guy has the gun in the alien's face and he has a 98% chance of hitting it. But if you made the shot the last turn, you actually have an 88% chance of hitting it instead. Right. And that's how they miss when wow. they're quite blank. So, like, that's what I mean. Like, I enjoy RNG, but if it was honest, and I could actually calculate based off of that, it's, yeah. le- it's less, like, stretchy- strategic because I can't actually plan for that stuff because there's so many factors I don't know about. And granted, like, you know, you'd argue, like, that's what war is. You don't know what's happening. It's like, yes, <laughs> but if this is a tactic turn-based game where every turn is six seconds and I control them one by one, like, it's not... It's already not realistic. There's aliens. It's already not realistic. So, like, it's just... I, I don't feel like I'm achieving anything. Or I, I don't feel guilty about using save scumming because I feel like the game is cheating me already. Because, <laughs> because it's like Dark Souls where it's like, this is hard, but I know I know what the enemy does. I know how to combat them. And it's just about me getting enough practice to beat them. Whereas this is just like, I don't know what's happening. I'm not getting all the information. So I can't come up with a real strategy I can only minimize the chances of getting fucked over, but even then, I'm still going to get fucked over. So, like, it's it's brutal as shit. And, like, it, they are great games. They allow mod support from the beginning, and the mods improve a lot of stuff, like, just cosmetic stuff. Like, all my characters look like Half-Life, or Mass Effect characters. Oh, cool. Uh, but then all just quality of life stuff. There's mods to just, you know, reduce cutscene times or lag time between turns of, like, this is taking too long, just skip, 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 skip. So there's plenty of like quality of life improvements with the mods and stuff. So it is really great. It's a great franchise. It's really fun. But like, holy shit, I can't imagine how you play this game without save scumming, or you're just <laughs> you're a masochist who love you know being beaten down. Because even Fire Emblem uh, Three Houses, they had a built-in rewind mechanic, where if you fuck up, you can rewind the last action you just did. Right. So at least that was part of the game. So that is save scumming, but it's part of the game. It's a mechanic in the game. So I'm just doing the same thing, but in XCOM through saves. So it's, I'm really enjoying it. I believe I actually got further than I did last time I played. Um, and I'm doing a lot better, but like, it's so brutal and it's so rough. So 
even on the easy difficulty, it's still a very challenging game. Yeah, I can imagine. It's definitely for a certain audience, like you said. Yeah, it's 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 very clear, like, if you play, like, ten minutes of it, you're gonna love it or you're gonna hate it, and there's no in-between, and most people hate it, because <laughs> it's so rough. Uh, definitely. And then, uh, the uh, another game I just bought uh, last night was uh, After Party. Oh, it's, shit. It's from uh, Night School Studios, the same people that did Oxenfree. Yeah. And I, I feel fun- like we've mentioned this once. Yeah, because it came out um, on console and uh, Origin. Yeah, the Origin store. But it's not out on Steam or Switch yet. So I was like, oh, man, I, I can't play it. Like, I, I want to play this game because I fucking love Oxenfree. Oxenfree is an amazing game. Highly recommend it to anyone uh, to get a hold of that. Uh, real simple, like not, you know, mostly text-based and choice-based stuff, but like really good, uh, interesting game. Um, enough so uh, I liked it enough where I'm like hey I'm buying your next game to support the studio I don't know what it is I don't care what it is I don't care about reviews and you know I liked it you earned my you earned my repeat customerage yep. um, and uh, yeah so after party is same style of gameplay as Oxenfree um, but you're two college students that are trying to drink their way out of the underworld um, so I, I just got it last night and I played like maybe five minutes of it before we started recording yeah, uh, the game starts at like a college graduation party, and you're just like two kind of like down on their luck college students. We're like losery, kind of like if everyone kind of gives you shit talking. You're like, hey, you're that kid that threw up on himself at school. It's like, oh god damn it! Like, I wish no one remembered that. Right. Uh, and it's like graduation, so uh, your one friend is just like, let's get out of here. Fuck all these people. We'll never see them again. And like, ready you to leave the party. Uh, demons come out and they're just like, haha, you're dead. Jokes on you. And you're just like what so uh and that's as far as i got okay uh, but that's like the first five minutes of the game so it's you know no spoiler that's the whole premise right and I, I think you have to drink your way to escape from hell and it's the same as oxygen free where it's like choice base and uh conversation base but the caveat is uh you can drink in this and drinking gives you literally gives you more options in the conversation Oh, neat. I was going to say, I was curious if there was an actual, like, mini-game when it came to the drinking, but no, it's all conversation-based. Like, it's conversation games, but it's based around drinking, so, like, yeah. if you you have two options, it's like, ah, uh, neither of these are good, I want more options, you'll drink. Uh, but then, like, the screen gets wobbly, like, you know, you're kind of drunk, you have more options, but they might not be great options, like, they're, sure. <laughs> they're, they're, they're the drunk option. Um, so someone talked to me, and they're like, hey, you're that kid from the poli-sci class, and the option's like, oh, yeah, I remember you were like, oh, was I? I barely went to the class. I was like, all right, let me see what the drunk option is. And the drunk option was like, woo, poli fuck yeah. I was like, well, that's not great either. Yeah. <laughs> that's definitely the drunk option, though, so. Uh, right. Yeah, that's accurate. I'm yeah. sure it might even benefit you to, like, drink less for certain uh, bosses oh, if you're yeah. able to, to, like, stay sober against them. Yeah, to pace yourself and stuff. Yeah, I'm sure yeah. it's going to be interesting. Um because, yeah, Oxenfree was just, like, choice-based, but this has a mechanic built in around the choice to, like, make it more difficult. So I'm, I'm curious to see how they play with that, and uh, I'm excited because, I, like I said, I fucking love the Oxenfree, so. Yeah, this art style is just goddamn beautiful, and it looks fun. I just love yeah. the premise all around. A uh, great idea, and, I, like, I think it's cool that you enjoyed their first game so much that you're just like, let me support you no I matter mean, what. Yeah. And it turns yeah. out that this is another – it looks like another – banger so good job on night school studio 
Yeah, it seems very much in line with Oxen Free. I'm worried if they're going to go the telltale route of like, hey, we have this unique gameplay style. Let's use it for every game we ever do and burn out. It's like, no, pace yourself. Like, don't do that for everything. Um, so we'll see about that. Like I said, I'm very early on, so I don't, I don't know too much about it. Uh, beyond that, but uh, I'm already enjoying it. And uh, yeah, it came to Switch, I believe, back in March. So the Switch port is out. Cool. Uh, still not out on Steam though. But this seems like it'd be a very good mobile game because, you know, it's a lot of side-scrolling and walking around and just talking. So it's not, like, super action-heavy. So I think this would be great for the Switch. And uh, it was only 20 bucks, So, like, it's real cheap. And it's, you know, even when it's full price. And uh, Nice. Oh, and the main character, or, you know, one of the two main characters, Milo, uh, is uh, Koi Dao. He was on uh, my anime podcast. We watched Pokemon together. Oh, very cool. So, are we there yet? We'll talk we about there? that in plugs. Yeah. Uh, that's the thing. I just saw on Twitter, Matt Apodaca, our previous guest, uh, he just t- tweeted, what the fuck? And it was a clip of him playing Animal Crossing, and it's his character going up to a refrigerator. And have you done this? Yeah, when you open a refrigerator, it's like, oh, do you want to change? And it's just basically a clothes. wardrobe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, why wouldn't you store food or something in there? I could, like, put all sorts of, like peaches or fruit and all that radishes even perhaps like it should just be another storage option instead it's it acts like a wardrobe because all my clothes are in the fridge <laughs> yeah i got one of those like giant uh like restaurant the size like freezers uh so i got one of those i was like oh cool i thought the same thing i was like this is storage but like s- storage for specific items i'm like oh that's kind of neat and uh yeah no it's just clothes i was like <laughs> what what <laughs> yeah what the fuck is uh nice, appropriate response nice cold crisp pair of jeans fresh out of the freezer love i think the developers are trolling us but that's probably going to do it for the gaming discussion at least uh we do have some show topics maybe before wrapping this up what's going on in the gaming news actually a lot uh, a fair amount because yeah we've been all over the place the last few episodes so we yeah. haven't actually gotten to topics it is basta and mark's fault <laughs> it always is um, Last of Us 2 had a pretty sizable leak recently, and, like, this wasn't, like, ooh, a, quote, leak, and it's actually just a PR stunt for advertising. Uh, this was actually a legitimate leak, because they leaked a lot of stuff that should not have been leaked. Yikes. Um, so, I didn't, I didn't see the actual leaks, but people who have were just like, oh, that's, like, a huge spoiler, like, it's a huge story spoiler, so much so where people aren't even interested in playing the game anymore. Damn! It, it a it was spoiled for that, but b it was a bad story twist. I guess I guess people weren't fans of where the story was going after that spoiler because they're just like, yeah, well, well I that's guess also not good because that's definitely probably what's in the game, and then other people that oh, are fans of the story yeah. are going to experience that themselves as they're playing it. Oof! Yeah, it's way too it's way too far into uh, change it now. So it's kind of like yeah, that's that's the final product. So like, if you don't like where this story is going. Yikes. Yeah. Um, so, uh, yeah, people aren't thrilled because uh, they have Ellie's girlfriend in the trailer, and I guess something happens to her. Surprise, surprise. In a trailer? No, not. No, they show Ellie's girlfriend in the trailer. Oh, like, I see. I, see, I know what you're saying. In the spoiler, something happens to her, and people are just like, well, fuck this, I'm out. And I was like, uh oh. <laughs> so, um, but people were speculating that. The person that leaked the sto- uh, leaked the game story and stuff was a disgruntled Naughty Dog employee. 
that le- that leaked it in retaliation for all the horrible crunch time they're forcing their employees to do. Because Naughty Dog is notorious for crunch time, and they do delays, and then they make people work, you know, fourteen hour days and stuff for like three months straight or something. Uh, the same thing that happened with the the Sonic redesign for the movie, and then they laid off all of the special effects artists that did that. And the same thing that happens with every video game, because it's a horrendous practice that happens in every studio, and any studio that doesn't do that is a liar. Like, that is a fact. So Yeah, that sucks. I wish they could change that whole environment for everyone involved, because I, I almost don't feel bad that he leaked it, but I feel bad for the people that want to enjoy this, because everyone knows I'm biased. I could care less about The Last of Us. If this is the yeah. last Last of Us, good <laughs> for me. But that's the thing. It sounds... Like, they did that maliciously to get back at Naughty Dog. And yeah, it's definitely fucked up to do, but oof. I don't know. I don't know if I feel bad for them or if I feel who I feel bad for more. The person that leaks shit or the people that are all like, oh, now this is spoiled for me. I'm not even playing this game I was looking forward to. Well, I mean, that was a. Uh, God, what was it? He was like the head of Nintendo. I forget his name. Uh, Reggie Fisame? No. <laughs> The Japanese branch. He was the president. I think he was the one that died. Uh, I'm forgetting his name now. I feel bad. Uh, but he always said a delayed game has the potential of being good. A bad game released too early is always going to be bad. Like you could you could release patches and updates to it. The game's always going to be bad because that first impression people had. But if you delay it, you still have the chance of always being good. And that's kind of the same thing with this crunch time stuff. People are arbitrarily setting, like, release dates for it. Like, oh, we'll sell the most copies this day. Let's release it then. And it's the, you know, executive corporate side of it who's just trying to make the most money off the game. And then the, there's the developers and artists and, you know, creatives who are like, no, we don't have enough time to do that. Like, there's no way we can make that deadline. They're like, cool, just do crunch time until you all die of exhaustion. And then we'll give all the money you make to your family. Jesus. There's actually someone that happened with um the uh, Lord of the Rings game. The Shadow of uh, Mordor. I Mordor. recall that. Yeah. But yeah, Shadow of Mordor guy, he died. I mean, granted, he had, I believe he had cancer and stuff, but he had, you know, character he made got put into the game, like with his likeness, and like he worked really hard on it, like a lot of crunch time. And they're like, oh, a portion of the, you know, DLC from his character pack is going to go to his family. And it was like 15%. And then the company took everything else. People were like, what the fuck? Like, you're literally using this guy's death now as a promotional tool to sell this DLC that you're. Yep recouping the majority of the cost from like fuck you yeah super fucked and you know people studios are still doing that with just all all their employees of just crunch time burning them out exhausting them you know the exhaustion has real physical implications on their health and then just laying off everyone because they cost them so much overtime because they force them to do crunch so it's like this horrible horrible practice that it's just not even in video games just all media at this point and it's it's better that people are now aware of it and um, there are some people who are uh, specifically protesting some products and media because of it because of how they treat their employees like riot i know a lot of people are protesting riot and not buying any riot games because of their horrendous employment practices um the downside is there's never going to be enough people to protest to actually make an impact on the company's you know bottom line budget so, like, everybody, a lot of people can protest a Last of Us 2. It's still going to be a moneymaker, and that's all they care oh, about sure. at the end of the day. Right. Um, but Sony has said, because it's a PlayStation exclusive, Sony has said they found out who leaked it, 
and have confirmed that it is not a former or current Naughty Dog employee. It is not someone who works for Naughty Dog. So that oh, okay. was just rumors and speculation. Yeah. But they won't say who it is. So, like, they're basically saying, those rumors aren't true. That's all we can tell you. So it's kind of like, mm, Maybe it's that, true. That sounds like someone who would... Uh, trying to cover up the fact that it's actually a Naughty Dog employee. Right. So, like, I don't know. It, I'm still speculative of who it was because, like, yeah, this is deep under wraps. Like, this is tight security. So, like, you're either a good hacker or, like, you had access to this and, you know, you're being pissy and releasing stuff. So, either way, it's, you know, people aren't happy where Last of Us 2 store is going. People aren't happy about the Last of Us 2 working conditions. And, uh, yeah, it's getting messy for a very renowned game. Yeah, they should have never had a sequel. The Last of Us kind of should have been the last game. <laughs> I mean, I don't have a PS4, so like I'm not gonna play it anyway. Um, I did enjoy Last of Us, the first one, um, but like it's fine. <laughs> <laughs> I understand people's criticisms with it. I still enjoy it. It's still a game I enjoyed uh, throughout. Um, but yeah, if they were just like, "Hey, this is a standalone game. We're not turning this into a franchise." Fine. Super fine with that. This is a great game. This is a game that works great standalone. It doesn't need to be a trilogy like everything fucking else has to be now. So, like, yeah, I would have been fine if it was just a single game. One thing I wanted to point out, and it's a shame we can't have him on the podcast. I don't know if we ever will, but uh, AJ said that he finished Final Fantasy VII Remake. And in his opinion, he believes it's a masterpiece. So in the future, we're (laughs) going to have to have him on to really have him elaborate on that. I didn't. That doesn't surprise me because I know he's a huge fan, but yeah. I was nice. concerned because a lot there was some some fans that were saying like it it wasn't great, but uh, hearing it from him, we'll have to have him on soon. I'll try to set that up. Yeah, it's I mean it's getting the Breath of the Wild treatment. Um, a very popular video uh, YouTuber, uh, video game YouTuber, a video game donkey, uh, did a review of it, and he didn't like it. He you know he said it's not that great and it's full of bugs and stuff. I granted. He's not one for JRPGs, so he's already kind of biased against the genre. And he seems to have a lot of nostalgia for the old game, where he's like, oh, these scenes capture a certain emotion, and the pause between the dialogue creates a certain air of mystery or, like, you know, drama between these characters. In actuality, the pause in that dialogue was because the game was, you know, chugging along as fast as it could, and there was just a lag in it. Like, in the review, it seems like he was kind of glorifying some of the old stuff that wasn't an intentional choice or it could be misinterpreted as an intentional choice. Um, but yeah, like breath of the wild, people started like attacking him like vehemently and like trying to detox him and stuff just because he said the remake wasn't that good. He didn't say it was horrible. He said it wasn't that good. And people are super volatile about it and like super upset and stuff. Um, I'm watching uh playthroughs of it. Cause like I said, I don't have a PlayStation. Um, right. So I'm watching like playthroughs of it and stuff. And like, it's gorgeous. It looks gorgeous. No one can yeah. deny that graphic-wise. Sure. Um, there definitely are bugs, though. Like, I'm seeing people glitch out at times. I'm seeing people get stuck on stuff. I'm seeing some really stagnant movement and, like, weird choices and stuff. Like, it's like, oh, why would you do that? Um, they, <laughs> they've admitted beforehand. They're like, we're changing the story. There's all these weird, like, ghosts in it now that weren't in the first game. Um, so it's like, oh, that's going to be interesting to see how that pays off or what that is. Um, so like I can see people's criticism of it. Some of it is just like, this isn't my final fantasy (laughs) seven. Right. But some of it is valid. Like it's not perfect. There are some technical problems with it. Um, personally for me, the combat seems 
real drawn out and like real artificially like harder than it needs to be. Um, so for Final Fantasy games, you fight after a certain amount of time, you get a limit break where you can do like your super ultra mega combo move. Yeah. And um, that's a good way to just like kill the enemy or do just a ton of damage. That's still in there. That makes sense. Um, and it's kind of like Kingdom Hearts uh, gameplay style where you're, uh, it's not turn based anymore. You're running around fighting like free form. Um, but then you still have your meter gauge for when it's someone's turn to do an action. So it's still a turn based in that sense. Like you can still right. plan it a little bit, but because everything's moving constantly, you don't have as much stra- time to strategize as you w- would back on a time, uh, turn-based game yeah um so i don't really like it as much but also um it seems so heavy on type advantage like in pokemon where it's like oh this enemy's weak to ice you have to equip the ice material this enemy's weak to fire you have to equip the uh, fire material um that seems so prevalent that if you don't have the right type of materia against their weakness you do almost no damage no matter who you're playing as damn and it's a real slog and then along with the limit break if you're fighting an enemy, they have a stagger meter, and if it hits the top, they'll like kind of be stunned, and they'll take a lot. They'll be like three times more vulnerable to damage, and you can just unload on them and like take them out. Yeah. But all the combat I've seen, almost every combat interaction I've seen, seems to just be draw out the fight as long as you can until you can get limit break or stagger them, and then you can actually kill them. Otherwise, though, it just seems real drawn out, and I don't yeah. like that. So like I can I, see that getting super repetitive. I mean, turn based in general is. I'm fine with turn based, but like with this game, there's no longer random encounters where like invisible enemies will hit you, which is nice. But enemies will respawn the second you're off screen. So like someone will like fight an enemy, run off to get an item, run back, enemies respawn. So you have to fight them now. That's the thing. I would have loved to see them implement like a Final Fantasy 15 fighting style, but I'm sure everyone would have been up in arms about that. It's completely changing the game. I don't know about. I didn't watch 15 too much, but I know it's similar to Kingdom Hearts. Twi- well, Kingdom Hearts, uh, but like 12. Uh, I think it was the one with Lightning, the yeah character, uh, character and stuff like that. So it, I, this is just like the new fighting style for Final Fantasy. There's been like five games now that do this, so. This is just what it's been now. Um, but just that stagger and limit break meter really drag it down for me, in my opinion. Like, I, I would not enjoy playing that. Yeah, um, I think I would struggle with it. Yeah. But, yeah, it's you know, beautiful. This game was either going to be complete garbage or the best thing ever. And it's not garbage. AJ says it's the best thing ever. <laughs> <laughs> this game already has so much nostalgia. Like, people already say 7 is the best game ever. Right. And, I don't have that nostalgia for it. I didn't play Same. this game. I played it. I played it in college. It's good. I'm not denying that. It's a good game. Seven's a good game. No denying that. It's not perfect. It's not the Messiah of video games. It's not Jesus Christ of video but games. But a like, major character dies, uh, Brandon. Marseveroth. <laughs> so like, I I still genuinely believe the same with Zelda games. Same Final Fantasy games. The best one is whichever one you played when you were a kid. Yeah, when you when you were eight to thirteen years old is your favorite Final Fantasy game. That's true for me and you. It's Final Fantasy Nine. Yep, I won't deny that. But like me neither. I don't. I like this game seems great, but there definitely is some problems with it. So, um, but like for people who are excited for it, hey, this is what you wanted. It seems like it's doing great. The three characters in Avalanche begin to get much more fleshed out than before. Um, the downside is it is the first episode. 
of the remake, and they have yeah. no timeline for the next one. It's not even like, oh, it's coming out in spring 2022. No, no they don't tell you anything. I'm having Life is Strange 2 flashbacks. <laughs> exactly. So, like, who knows when the next one's going to be, especially with this quarantine now. Like, so many games are already delayed and shows are delayed now. Because, like, so much stuff's being delayed because no one can work in an office anymore. So, like, this the first episode was delayed so many times already. Who knows when the next episode will be. Right. So, but for anyone who never played Final Fantasy VII, like, I have a friend who's playing it now who never played. It seems great. They, uh, like, everyone I know who's never played the old one seems to be loving this new one, too. So That's good. I, that might be my... Uh, uh, review hopefully i'll get around to playing it but i'm in absolutely no rush yeah it's it's going to be around for a while and yeah you know that who knows when episode two is going to come out so you got plenty of time to catch up to it that's a good point but yeah that's the thing i think that's going to do it for this episode oh. oh you had another one two real quick things oh go for it uh kipo in the age of wonder beast season two was announced it's coming out in june i've been saying that because i fucking love kipo in the age of wonder beast it's a phenomenal show Anime? Not watching. Uh, no. Oh. It's cartoon, but uh, it's done by uh, DreamWorks. Okay, cool. And uh, it's just so cool. The art style is great. The characters are really fleshed out. It's only like 10 or 12 episodes. You can catch up real quick. And uh, yeah, I just beaten the Kipo and the Age of Wonder Beast drum any chance I get because I think it deserves so much more attention than it's getting. It's so good. And uh, I don't know. Fucking Assassin's Creed announced a new Assassin's Creed game. It's fucking Assassin's Creed Valhalla. Wait, it's been a few years, hasn't it? I feel like we can they do finally... it all. I, they, they were for a while. They're doing games every year, if not multiple games a year. And then I remember they're like, "We're taking a breather." And I was like, "I'm proud of you, Assassin's <laughs> Creed." But here they are again. It well, the last one was Origins. No, honestly. which doesn't feel that long ago. But I feel like no. it's selling for like ten or twenty bucks now. I'm like, Jesus. You might have a point. I thought the last, I think, I think it was Origins, and then Odyssey was a year later, and then, or maybe two years later. I don't understand how time works anymore. I've been in this <laughs> lockdown for too long. Time it's is the an podcast illusion. fucking with us. Yeah. Uh, but no, you're right. These big title, like, it was Origins, Odyssey, and then Valhalla. And, like, they feel like they were pretty back-to-back. Like, they feel like they were pretty close. They could have been three years apart for all I know. Right, I don't exactly. <laughs> because I've check, I checked out Assassin's Creed after the third one, and it that was... 12 games ago. Yeah, so like, I just want to get the one where you're in Egypt, because I have a fascination with, like, just Egyptology. It's just really yeah. cool shit. That one's supposed to be good, but that's because they did the Ubisoft thing where they copied, you know, the popular gameplay mechanics at the time. So it's very similar to Witcher and uh, Horizon Zero Dawn and Breath of the Wild mechanics and gameplay-wise. Awesome. So they change it up from the regular formula they've been using, uh, but that one I heard is probably the best in recent years so yeah that's probably the best one to go to well that's good uh, but yeah Assassin's Creed Valkyrie your Vikings now like or Valhalla or Valkyrie what did I say Valhalla yeah okay yeah that's like yeah Vikings and shit right so like Assassin was this very specific thing in the early days of Assassin's Creed it was Assassins versus Templars now Assassin is just you're part somebody of this or- who kills somebody. <laughs> You're part of an organization and you kill people. That's literally the only requirement now. Like, yeah. So fucking whatever. It it might be fun. I doubt it. They haven't been for a while now, but someone's excited for it somewhere. That's cool. Yeah, I'm glad you brought those up before we close this one. But that's the thing. That that was an episode. We're gonna wrap this one up and do some plugs. We shouted out your podcast earlier, but you can. 
plug it now. Tell our listeners where we can find you on the inter- internet and listen to your other show. The other podcast I do is called Are Weeb There Yet? It's about anime. Two weebs force a non-weeb to watch anime and try to like it. We have not been doing well. Our track record is not good. He hasn't watched any other show we've watched. Um, but yeah, we just watched three episodes of an anime or a movie and uh, kind of give a recap and our review of it and our opinions. And uh, God, I don't know what's coming out this week. Um, we did Zatch Bell a while ago. That was fucking nuts. Go go listen to that one because that was just me having a fun time forcing my friends to watch shitty anime. Nice. That sounds fun. Yeah, listeners, check that one out. Um, and if you like our show, give us a like, follow, subscribe. We're findable at all the places online at ABT Silence. And I mentioned my record label, it's MissedOutRecords.com. Lots of vinyl and cassettes are are available there. In fact, I have some cool new merch items coming soon. Uh, keep your eyes out, uh, for a new slip mat featuring our sad dino design and uh some glow in the dark guitar picks so i was like i kind of just wanted them for myself but i know a lot of the bands i work with are like yo sign me up i'm like all right i got guitar picks on the way and yeah they're glow in the dark because i lose those buggers all the time i was gonna say that's really helpful (laughs) exactly i thought that was a cool feature especially if you throw them out off stage like into the crowd like you can actually catch it now hell yeah so that's something to keep your eyes out for but yeah that's gonna do it for this week we'll be back next week hopefully we'll hear from aj or somebody else but uh see you guys then see you